Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. Enjoy the class. Thank you. First off, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I greatly appreciate it. Um, my goal with these office hours is for folks to be able to experience Seoul University, to experience what we do versus talk about what we do. And it's to dive deeper into topics that we have at Seoul University. And those topics can be anything, absolutely anything. So I'm going to kickstart it. I'm going to stir the pot with today's call with what's on your mind? You know, what is it that's happening right now, today, June 3rd, 2023? Just new insights. New insights. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maintaining appropriate boundaries. Ooh. Okay. All right. That's a juicy one. Boundaries then. How does that sound? Shall we dive into the nuances and the vagaries of boundary setting. Does that sound like a good topic? That's a very pivotal topic, actually. <laughs> One of the more intriguing aspects of boundary setting, I know that when I have changed boundaries with people without warning, I just did it. For example, somebody might be used to me always saying yes to them. Sure, let's do it. Sure, let's do it. Sure, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, I start saying no. I've changed the boundary without warning. What do you think happens? I'd imagine the person gets affronted, <laughs> kind of stunned initially, and, and maybe wonders if they have given you cause for offense and why you might be responding that way. There you go. I think a lot of times we don't realize we're struggling with a boundary and we get triggered and we respond to that boundary. It was something that most of the time with boundary breakers, it's an energy we've been aware of. It's been tapping at us gently, poking at us, but we either don't respond to it because we don't understand what the poke is. What, why am I feeling this way? You know, we don't understand it yet. So we have to go through it a couple of times before that clarity comes in. We are being poked. <laughs> and there's something now we're ready to realize about ourselves. So what I'm hearing you say is something inside has to get triggered. And in that moment that it gets triggered, we have a pivotal decision to make. Do we set the boundary without warning? Do we set the boundary with a little bit of uh, heads up, right? Yeah. Are, are, is that a luxury that we have? We may not have that luxury. We may be triggered so strongly that it's like, this is bullshit. Stop it. We're not going to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And that could be a kind of an affront to things. I get that. So I guess my question of Liz is boundaries has been talking to you lately where in your area is that coming up i have been a person who has been a caregiver all my life and i tend to assume more responsibility than i ought to i am in a situation now where my older brother is sick and his children 
asked me to reach out to the rest of the family to notify them, which I did. Part of the problem is the boundaries between his wife and himself are not healthy. And I'm trying to impart to my niece and nephew that their role is not to intervene with this marital relationship that at this point in time, there are others that could help like hospice and professional workers. I have to keep stopping myself from voicing my own opinions. <laughs> that That so. is, a, yep. So, I mean, Sol, I'm sure has a wealth of information on that one, but she did hit a very big part of our society, Sol. And this is specific to Americans. It's when I lived overseas, other countries in their culture, they don't do this necessarily. We should give our opinion even when it's not asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you think, would you say so that that's a boundary breaker? It's a nine out of 10, an unconscious boundary breaker because we don't know better. I mean, you bring up a, a trait within American society that I, I guess being born into it, I don't know any better. Like I was born into a family where I didn't know at the time the boundaries that were being pushed, challenged. I I didn't know any better until I got out of the family and I had older siblings, Liz included, talking about, well, you didn't see it because like a fish in water. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't know any other way. There's part, I'm going to throw this into the mix when it comes to boundary setting. Traditions, customs, norms, right? Those are three ingredients, traditions, customs, and norms that shape our capacity to set boundaries, if at all. I know that I'm setting much firmer boundaries now today than I have ever set. And it's been very freeing because as Liz was talking about, I don't have to get into your stuff. Even if you ask me to get into your stuff, I don't have to. And that's difficult to do when we really love and care for someone, right? Yeah. I think this is a very, very good topic, Liz, because the other thing that's connected to boundaries is codependency. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting into something that almost every human being on this earth has some level of codependency. We're all carrying it somewhere. And I believe part of our trajectory here is learning to shift that codependency from conditioned love to unconditional love and to personal sovereignty. But that is, you, you hit the nail on the head boundaries opens up a plethora of other societal expressions that we use to define who we are when they actually have very little to do with who we are because boundaries and codependency soul could go back on this through the the history of time what point in our culture 
just to survive, we had to create something around this, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the paradox. This tribal nature that we have evolved from. Yeah, we got to circle our wagons. Yeah, we got to hunt and forage and share the food we found and so forth and so on. But this boundary setting of, of tribes is also exactly what's hurting us right now. I'm losing friendships because I recognize in order for me to practice what I consider to be unconditional love, I have to set a strong boundary with people I have loved because they expose beliefs and they are in a current modality of this is going on in the world and that's going on in the world that I don't agree with. For example, I don't agree that the election was stolen, but this person, they are absolutely convinced the election is stolen. Absolutely 100% convinced. I don't agree with mandating vaccinations. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Great. If you meet someone who's not vaccinated, please don't demonize them. You've crossed a boundary. Just because you want to do it doesn't mean I have to do it, right? Right. right. So you do bring up a, a very specific subject, uh, two parts to it. One, with your friends, for example, when you're bringing these examples up, the response would be, why are you focusing on things external to you when you should be working on your own life? Number one. Everyone yep. who's out there in this cold, this, um, what, do we, what do we want to call it? Conspiracy theory world, or they have a very extreme response to things. Those are the people that ultimately have the most work to do because in your example, they have an extreme response. Yet they have to do that so because they don't want to work on themselves. They don't see, they don't know how. And so when I, I bring that up about working on themselves, dismissed. I'm a woo-woo, airy-fairy. That's your life. That's not my life. Fuck you. Get out of my life. And I'm like, okay, bye. And then they <laughs> yell at me for not texting them on what's going on. And I'm like, you really don't understand the boundary that's happening. I'm letting you go because you need to be you. I'm going to be me. I can't be with you when you're you. <laughs> well amazing <laughs> oh my gosh that's that's funny and and you but this is so important we're talking about it because how do we help people in that place and in a way it's almost like the answer might be we can't yet we can't also isolate them and say i don't know what the answer to that is i actually stumbled across a word that it's in June, my June newsletter that hits this whole issue. The word is Greek in origin, amathia, A-M-A-T-H-I-A, amathia. Roughly translated means intelligent stupidity. <laughs> love it <laughs> other definitions is a prof 
profound lack of wisdom. It's a purposeful lack of wisdom. And when I came across that term, we're talking about pride in this month's newsletter, and pride definitely has issues with boundaries today, right? And I'm specifically talking about gay pride. There are now people going into stores, ripping pride things off the shelf because that's just too aggressive. So they believe that they can push their boundary onto other people. And corporations are using the dialogue of, well, we need to have a safe environment. Therefore, we're going to take that merchandise off the shelf, which basically accomplishes the goal of the terrorists that went into the store to do what they did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so part of the answer, Eve, that you're asking to tickle out is, I have to drop into a deep state of grace and recognize there's something this person doesn't have the tools to get into. And when it comes to boundary setting with family, all of my life, I've had to set very strong boundaries with most of my family because in their opinion, I I am a sinner and I'm going to hell. And I am told that every time I meet them. No matter how many years might pass, they're going to push their boundary onto my boundary. Even though I didn't talk about who I am and what I am, I get lectures about, well, have you repented? Well, I, I, I don't talk to those people anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't talk to them either. I kind of in a boundary, let's say my boundary setting got me into a predicament after my husband passed away three years ago. And I was really out of balance for a little while. And my daughter and the guy she is with uh, lived on the same property as me. And he pushed his boundaries with me so much. And being out of balance, instead of taking time to work on myself, which I have done since, I really unloaded on the guy. And he kept antagonizing me so much that I finally set my boundaries and said, you guys are out of here. But now I have to figure out how to get my daughter back into my life, even though I don't want this other fellow in my life. Mm -hmm. Anybody got any ideas on that? (laughs) How tied is your daughter to this person? Well, he's a narcissist. So he has tied her up so tight. He has gotten her away from the entire family. She's blocked everybody. She won't talk to anybody. She's been with him for probably almost 10 years, but he totally controls her entire life. He won't let her drive. He won't let her get a job. He would let her see the family, but he has those cutting comments. So she doesn't want to see any of the family. We're all the hallmarks of an abuser. (laughs) Yes, yes. And how do you help somebody realize that? I guess it's her life. That's what I've been just going on. It's her life. When she realizes it, if she does, then that's fine. But I don't want it in my life. All you can do is reinforce reinforce the love for your daughter and and wait, I guess. (laughs) 
that that's what I've been doing every holiday. He doesn't talk to me or anything. They live two miles away. Every holiday, I will text her with a cute little picture saying, happy holiday. Come visit. You're welcome to come visit anytime. I love you. But she mm-hmm. never responds. So I'm just laying low. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Would, would she meet you in a neutral public place? Not without him. Oh. She, um... and, well, he doesn't allow her to drive. So oh. she's totally dependent on him. Yeah. So, but it all did happen because I set very strong boundaries. I had to mm-hmm. being a single woman. It was my property and I wanted things not to be antagonistic around here. <laughs> right. But it kind of got me stuck. He's the kind of guy who thinks women are great. Everybody ought to own a couple. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And if you can't do anything for me, you're not in my life. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion, Cheryl, that she knows you're there. Oh, she does, yeah. She she knows the predicament that she's in. And the fact that she hasn't physically responded to you in a way that affirms your connection, she knows that if she does, it's going to cause more hurt. Because if if this person finds out that you that she reached out, that's going to be more hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in my journey of learning my role as a, a monk, a teacher, a facilitator, a coach. The most hardest lesson I continue to struggle with is boundary setting when it comes to, I see this person about to be in a train wreck. (laughs) And back in the day, I would, hey, wait, check out this train wreck, right? And I'd lay the breadcrumbs out for them to hopefully get it that they're going to be in this train wreck but they ignore them so i would up the ante i'd start using doubt guilt shame and worry which i abhor maybe that will trigger them nope so in my journey i've had to recognize that i'm going to grieve i am going to feel pain because i have such an empathic connection to that person But then I got to let it go because the second I get stuck in your silo, I can't be any use to you, can I? Nope. Nope. I've never been a parent, but I think that's exactly the role parents have to play. To grant the child to be supportive of the child no matter what. But yet they suffer behind the scenes knowing what's going to happen. Yep, you have to let them live their own life. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is something that you can do, though. And this is where you working on yourself, building your own personal um, empowerment, your own sovereignty, acknowledging and respecting. The more you respect and acknowledge and love yourself, your energy itself shifts, your auric energy shifts. 
And that energy does go out in the world and touch everyone close to you. And your use of empowerment for your daughter would be to call in the higher powers, to call in God, the cosmic divine source of all that is. And just say, I would like to hand this over to you. If there's anything you can do to speed it up, to help her through this, that would be amazing. If, however, this is a lesson she has to learn and there can be no assistance from even the cosmic world, then I understand. But to ask for the divine assistance is the one superpower we all have every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. But to know even within that, there can be a boundary because we do not want to interfere with someone's perhaps hardest lesson. Right. Because I do think that a lot of human beings, we are learning, but there's like almost a um, collective negative fog, if you will, dampening it. So when you call on that divine energy to intervene in a positive way, you're asking for them to bring sunlight through the fog. <laughs> and if that soul That's is a nice way to Okay, yes. Yeah, so if that soul is ready to receive that sunlight, they'll receive it. Whereas if you don't do it, all the soul is experiencing is the fog. Hmm. The old-fashioned church, they used to call that fog that we all encounter original sin. I don't believe in that concept at all, but it reminds me of, of that, what you said. And also calling in the higher power to help us, help us ourselves with the issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. It goes both ways. Again, though, the more balanced at peace you can be within your own being that shifts things slowly over time and in a direction where either you're going to disconnect more and more, or that person is going to slowly over time come closer to you, but you just don't know the answer. And this is where with boundaries, our ultimate lesson is let go and let God. I've been doing exactly what you said and just, Letting go and whatever's going to be with that will be. And I've just been working on myself, getting balanced and getting back into myself and figuring out myself and working on me before I can help anybody else. Okay. I, I have to practice a little transparency here and <laughs> recognize the fact that the journey that I began with Cheryl some years ago to today has, has been an absolute angelic joy to watch because the boundary setting that I've witnessed Cheryl having to ripen. Cheryl, I have no doubts you have no problem setting boundaries. Liz, I have no doubts that you have no problem setting boundaries. Eve, I have no doubts you have no problem setting boundaries. None of y'all and anybody listening or watching, you all know how to set boundaries. I'm gonna throw another little twist in this that 
boundary setting is like a coming out process. I had to come out to myself at a very early age, who I am and what I am. That, and when I finally looked into the mirror and I said to myself, I'm a gay man, that was my day one. So coming out to your own boundaries, when you realize you need to set a boundaries, whether you set that boundary instantly because the moment requires it, or you begin to firm up that boundary because you, you've done some hard work, you've recognized, crap, I really need to set a boundary with this person. I may have been in a loving, dear relationship with it, but I can't do this anymore, right? Even though I have been part of people's lives where I'm like, yes, 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 oh, <laughs> dear God, yes, set that boundary. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I have to dial it down. I I have to like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Families are such a difficult process of setting boundaries with. Even our relationship with two-leggeds and four-leggeds and two-wingeds and, you know, our relationship just with other people and creatures constantly hit us up with boundaries. And this letting go and asking for divine intervention, Eve, is it fair to say that I have to let go of a boundary in myself when it comes to invoking divine assistance that I'm not heard, but I am really heard. Yeah. That just because I ask for divine assistance and I don't see something happening right away, you know, it's been a month, a week, whatever. And here I've been praying for this person. I've been invoking higher assistance and nothing seems to change. It would be very easy for me to adopt. Well, I'm not being heard, right? Well, I've often heard that prayer doesn't so much affect the one that you're praying for, but prayer is designed to affect your response to it. I don't know if you can take it that way, but you have gained an insight as to patience and trust. What Lynn said is actually very, very pivotal because when we invoke prayer, when we invoke higher energy, what happens in that moment is we enter that energetic field. And when we dance in the higher frequencies, we're creating a different scenario than when we dance in the lower ones. It goes both ways, Liz. It does go to the person it's meant to go to, mm -hmm. and but it goes to you too, because it allows you to lift your energy up from a limited reality into an unlimited reality mm -hmm. and when you're in the unlimited reality that's the only place where actual true change and miracles can occur oh so true and in the unlimited reality also it might occur to one that your request may not be granted in the way you expect yeah. it to be oh i yes <laughs> yeah absolutely but i wanted to just leave you guys with the Subject matter of divine timing. Well, soul's like, it's been a week. I'm not seeing any. Well, how would you know? The angels are like up there going, what is he complaining about? We've been working on this behind the scenes. It's coming. But, but he has no idea because he's stuck in human time.
Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Eve, thank you. I know you have to run. Thank I you. so appreciate you chiming in. Hopefully we'll see you in the future. Bowing in gratitude for your for chiming in. Namaste to everybody. Mm-hmm. Namaste. Nice to meet you. You too, honey. Bye-bye. Boundary setting presents us with, I believe, quite the spice. On the one hand, setting boundaries with people we love and we care for in our family, right? Those are some of the hardest boundaries to set. I'm going to ping pong back to that divine timing and sprinkle on top of that the concept of impermanence, as in this too shall pass, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, in the moment where we're being, where I'm being really challenged, it's hard for me to adopt this too shall pass because I don't see it passing. You tried to teach me to approach life from the in your own reality, from your own higher power, the observer point of view. And I've been trying to jump into that observer seat more and more when I listen, which helps separate out all kinds of different feelings that may not be appropriate, etc. Does that make any sense? A total sense. Observer seat is part of my shamanic training and it's a powerful uh, exercise to observe without judgment. Mm-hmm. I have to set the internal boundaries such that when I'm observing something, I have to let my inner voices Take a nap. My judge, <laughs> my perfectionist, yep. my critic. Yep. I am not actually observing if I'm judging. Right. Yep. In this, in this situation, I've been trying to reinforce to myself my role is simply to provide information when asked. And when you provide that information, if you're providing the same information again, <laughs> as in repeating, one of the steps that I often have fun with is, is you know, didn't we talk about this once before? Mm-hmm. And leave it at that. Leave it at that. See what type of response gets. If I get a very negative uh argumentative sort of thing okay you've just told me you you want to hear yourself talk that's fine Mm -hmm. talk please talk while you're talking if it looks like i'm doing something else i am (laughs) 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 sorry but maybe in your own verbalizing of things has this ever happened to you you start talking out something and the idea, the aha that you've been waiting for smacks you upside of the head outside of nowhere? Not often, but 
sometimes. <laughs> One of the things I'll be doing here this month is I'm going to start re-airing two of the classes that I recorded and had edited. One is Team Clarity and one is Team Seekers. And I asked people for permission to record them and air the classes because I know based on experience in setting firm boundaries about what I'm going to do with this information, people are more comfortable with actually sharing the information. Mm -hmm. With clear expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I've had numerous people tell me that when they go back and they listen to themselves, they get a sense of the boundaries of where they started and how those boundaries shifted, possibly crumbled as they did their work. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept called the Yohari window. Boy, that's back in my memory a long time ago. <laughs> I've heard yeah, it. Yeah, we did it in class, yeah. Yeah. You remember that lower right-hand quadrant of the Yohari window, the unknown quadrant? Uh-huh. Yeah. I toss a lot of my boundary issues into that quadrant. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, any parting thoughts as we wrap up? No, I've enjoyed the talk. I learned from of your people that came and it's good it's good wow i appreciate that thank yeah. you i believe our next event is july 1st it is a saturday july 1st if you think others would like to dive in and talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about feel free to invite them along i will i will so it's always the same number same number same everything same number same time yep so let okay. folks know the more the merrier. All right. Bowing and gratitude yeah. to you all. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to share these classes on your social media feed. Thank you. Oh.